Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brad. This is Miles. And welcome to the house. Miles Markowitz, we are back in the studio filming another episode of the House Podcast. How you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. We are one week away from the NFL Draft in Dallas, Texas. I'm super excited. We have a lot of things lined up. We are going to Alabama to A-Day. I'm bringing you to SEC country to experience the SEC flavor, even though it's just a spring game. Yeah, just a spring game, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to get the gist of what uh, SEC football is all about when we take that nine and a half hour drive up there to Tuscaloosa, (laughs) Alabama. Oh, yeah. You will understand and I think you'll fall in love I don't know if you're going to fall in love with a little Southern Bell or you're going to fall in love with the football you're going to fall in love with something, maybe the food, who Could knows? be either, definitely the college football for sure <laughs> <laughs> Miles, so on deck we are going to skip the mailbag, we're going to skip the read my review because we're going to get down to the nitty gritty, like you said earlier we are one week away from the NFL draft and we are going to do our mock draft 2.0 you know, if anything, Brad, it's funny. When we did our mock draft 1.0, we said, wow, how different our 2.0 is going to be. But, man, it has not gotten clearer. It has gotten messier. Yes. I mean, with all with all the trades that we've seen, the signings, uh, the rumors, uh, the possible in-draft trades, completely unpredictable for what we're going to see next Thursday. It's absolutely crazy. I, like you told me earlier in the week, like, there's going to be a record number of trades. I mean, even um, the the – Freaking Cleveland Browns general manager was saying they are open to trade either of their picks and they are listening all the way up to draft day. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, honestly, that's a good mindset to have. Uh, I just hope he has a plan. Yeah, <laughs> Miles, if they mess this up, again. Like, let's say, I can I can picture something. This is like such a Browns thing to do. They, they trade their number one pick, move down to 12, pick up another second round. They trade their number four pick, move down to, to 24 pick up a second round and a third round, and we're all just, like, scratching our heads, like, what the hell What did you just, just happened? Yeah. I could see it happen. Well, that's a pretty good transition into the number one overall pick. You want to go ahead and start us off? Okay, so we're going to go and do this pick by pick, and as much as this pains me, I'm going to go ahead and, and just say it. I got the Cleveland Browns picking Sam Darnold at a USC. Sam Darnold out of USC is also my number one overall pick. I don't see a scenario where the Browns do anything else at this point. You know, yeah. originally I had them taking Barkley because that's what I wanted them to do. Um, but I will say I did try to be a little more um, predictable in this one, like really just trying to see. Okay, you know, because because we talked about the offensive line depth, yeah. right? And we, and we talked about, but let's be real, Brad. I think that this is going to be a very quarterback heavy top ten. Yeah, of course, I, I think so too, and um, I don't think they're going to pick Allen because they don't really want to stick with um, with Tyrod that long. So, Josh, uh, Sam Darnold's the safer pick of the two. Uh, with number two, who you got, Miles? All right, so I have the New York Giants. I think that they would be ridiculous to pass on Barkley, but I think when it comes down to it, they're going to go quarterback. I've got the Giants taking Josh Rosen. You have taken Josh Rosen. Okay, I have the New York Giants. You know, so one thing to me. Um, that really is solidifying the Saquon Barkley pick for number two for the Giants is the fact that they went out and they got Nate Soldier. Um, that is a win now move. And I was thinking, you don't get a veteran lineman to protect your new guy. You get a veteran lineman because you're trying to win now. So they're going to go with Saquon Barkley, in my opinion. And that would be the better play for them. It'd be the smarter and play. And if they get a, smarter play, they get a yeah. quarterback, oh my God, I, if, trade it. If you don't want Barkley, trade it. You could get, you could get freaking. Baker at freaking 10 or 15 or anywhere else. All right, so for number three. Number three, I have the Jets going with Josh Allen. 
I also have the Jets going with Josh Allen, and I think that's a pretty predictable move, seeing as how they traded up to number three. Yeah. They would not trade up to number three if they didn't have a quarterback in mind. I know we talked about this earlier, but I want to put this out on tape. Remember how I said, do not be surprised if the Jets actually moved up to number three to grab a Bradley Chubb or think they have a play at Saquon Barkley because they do have Teddy Bridgewater, Bryce Petty, and they have a, a veteran quarterback in McCown on the roster. Yeah, and I did like that uh, that thought that you brought up. It would be a really good move on their part if they wanted to build around like a quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Like I said, we're talking about an all-pro quarterback Yeah, coming off an injury, but you don't necessarily have to draft a quarterback in this position when yeah, you, you have get, a roster like you that. Can, I mean, uh, look at Kyle Loetta. I think he'll be a, a second. He'll be available in the second round, and he might be the best quarterback in the draft. Who knows? You know, there's always that guy who... You know, everyone thinks in the back of their mind they're good, but they played at a smaller school and they really pan out to be very good. Um, <clears throat> number four, the Cleveland Browns are not going to mess this up. They're going to go Bradley Chubb in my book. Yeah, I was actually talking to a Browns fan uh, in the office today, and this was the exact scenario that he laid down that, he, he, you know, if they don't take Barkley, or if let's say Barkley goes number two, yeah. he wants to see them take Darnold and Chubb. And I, and, and I thought that that was great insight. And absolutely, like, if you're at that spot, yeah, and Barkley's gone. Because by the way, I had them taking Barkley in my draft, seeing as how the first three teams took a quarterback. Yeah, but if you're looking at a situation where Barkley is not available, you got to go with the best on the board, and he Let, might like be said, the best player in the draft. Uh, yeah. pairing him with Miles Garrett, mm-hmm. you know, they were they were saying Barkley is what like a combination of who freaking like Von Miller and God Lee. Like, it's, if anybody gets a comparison of Von Miller, it's it's insane. It's special. So yeah. Miles, who got the Broncos taking number? Five? Oh, mind you, we didn't. Put this out there. We're not doing any in-draft trades. We're pretending no. the draft's going as is. Right. So the, the Denver Broncos, I've heard all different kinds of things uh, from them. We we know where their needs are. Uh, I've got them needing a cornerback, offensive line, linebacker. But I've got them taking Baker Mayfield at number five. Okay. Uh, Baker Mayfield, sit behind Case Keenum for, for a little bit and chill, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to go attack one of their more pressing needs, and I thought that maybe them getting Tremaine Edwards would be a little reach for them. Um, not saying Tremaine Edwards is not a top-five talent, but I'm going to go ahead and have them solidify the offensive line and getting uh, Notre Dame's Quentin Nelson. Love that pick. I had you know I had Nelson going number two overall in my last uh, mock draft, and I still think that he is the best offensive lineman available. And you know one thing that I really want to go ahead and, and, and put this out there is a lot of times people get so lost in all these great quarterbacks and all this great quarterback potential, but then every draft we see it. All these great quarterbacks are in the draft, but still these offensive linemen are going flying off the shelves because you want to protect your merchandise. Most of these teams already have a quarterback. Now they want to protect their merchandise. They want to get a player like Nelson to protect Keenum. Absolutely. Uh, So next we got the Colts at six. Who do you have? I have them, well, in my mock draft, uh, Chubb is still available, so I have them. It works out for them. They still get Bradley Chubb. Okay, I'm going to have the, the the Colts have a need at linebacker. It, it, it's not their biggest need, but they have a need, so I think this is a perfect opportunity for them to go ahead and grab Tremaine Edmonds. Ooh, okay, yeah. I uh, I feel like his stock has actually gotten better. Yeah, And he, he was has. already a projected top 10, but I feel like that he's he's definitely solidified himself as the best linebacker in the I draft. think because all these quarterbacks going early, um, the other players who are ahead of him, the, the team's the teams don't need, you know, like like uh, the three quarterbacks going early. Now the teams don't need them. The teams behind them don't need them. The Colts are like, well, we'll take them because we need a Chubb or we need an Edmonds, you know. Yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, at least for my mock draft, I have all the quarterbacks going early. So that kind of opens the door for all the other skill positions, and it opens the door for all the defensive players uh, 
the rest of the way and, like you said, offensive linemen. So going with the seventh overall pick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I had them going with my boy out of Ohio State, Denzel Ward. I totally like that pick, but uh, if, we're, if, they, if we draft Denzel Ward, I will stop being a Buccaneers fan. Why? At least for two months. Because we have Ver- we have Vernon Hargraves, small. We have now Denzel Ward, small. We have Brent Grimes, small. What's the point of drafting a, a Denzel Ward? If we have other needs besides cornerback as well, don't draft another small DB. And this is another reason why I, I'm not even putting Minka there in that position just because Minka is, is – we have a, a slot corner, and that's – Vernon, even if Vernon is is not the answer, I uh, have them going with uh, Derwin James. And this was a close one for me because I was going to say Reed, but just putting Reed in, in the top 10 is just a little bit of a reach for me because I don't even know if I have a first-round grade on him. So i got Derwin James as the best available safety on the board. Get that shirt up right there. I like that pick. Let's go ahead and move on to uh, number eight, the Chicago Bears. This is where I have Quentin Nelson going, so let's find that offensive line. I really like that. Um, Quentin Nelson was my original pick, and I'm still not sold on my pick right now, but I think I could see the flying Rokon Smith go ahead and, and jump off the board right there. I could absolutely see that. Uh, too much talent uh, to keep him out of the top ten there. Um, I've got him being taken a little bit later, but... Like we said earlier, I mean, I feel like these linebackers, these stocks are rising. Yeah, for sure. Um, who do you got with the number nine pick? Okay, so for number nine, originally, because this is one of my favorite players in the draft, Vita Vea, the defensive tackle out of Washington. Yeah. And I had him going much later in my original mock draft, but you know what? I could easily see him going in the top ten. I think he'd be a great fit for the Niners. Okay, so I had Vita Vea slotted there, and I took him out for two reasons. Number one, a number nine pick, you don't draft a player who's not an every-down player. And Vita Vea to me is not a, a three-down player. Um, it showed he did the same thing in college. And the second reason, they got Richard Sherman. I looked at their depth chart. They're not very deep at DB. Well, who's available? Who's a freaking beast? Who's already gone off your board? Denzel Ward. Denzel Ward to, <laughs> to the San Francisco to San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Let me know who you got at number 10 because this, this was a tough one for me. Yeah, so for number 10, I mean, we, we already established him as the best safety in the draft. I've got Derwin James going number 10 to Oakland. So you're saying Minka falls out of the top 10? Yeah, I actually do have Minka falling out of the top 10. Yeah, I, I, that was a little surprising for me too. I have Minka going to number 10 uh, to the Raiders for two reasons. Even if Derwin James was available, the Raiders have need at safety and corner. I think they'll slot him as a safety. He's a better fit for that system at safety, although you might see uh, Gruden run that Tampa 2 out there. We'll see what happens. And that's what's great. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick is so versatile. You know, yeah. I've got him listen to, as, a, as a defensive back. We know he can play all over the field, so definitely uh, a big uh, player to have there. All right, uh, number 11, the Miami Dolphins. This is where I have Tremaine Edmonds going, the linebacker out of Virginia Tech. Okay, this was a little bit of a spillover for me. The only reason I'm doing this is because I'm thinking, like, who was that one player Miami just got rid of? The Dominican something? Oh, yeah, that that kid. Sue Nasty, Sue Daddy, whatever. What better way than plug in a player who you know is going to go out there and compete every play, and he's a freaking beast. His stock's been rising since the Combine in Deron Payne from Alabama. All right. Number 12. Yeah, okay, so for the Bills at number 12, I think the Bills are going to trade into the top five. Yeah. I think that we're going to see that one way or the other. My guess is maybe even the Browns. I I, I don't know, but 
if we're looking at a situation where they are they haven't traded into the top five and all the quarterbacks are taken off of the board, then I've got them going at receiver and taking Calvin Ridley. You know, that's a welcome spot right there. Um, poor Ridley had to play in the cold weather. So my draft went a little different because I think that I, – I don't know, man. I think the Bills are comfortable at 12. Why? Because they have A.J. McCarron who they don't know what they got they have with him, right? So why would you why would they rush up to get someone who they don't know is going to pan out like a Josh Rosen, right? Let's say Josh Rosen's taken. Let's say Baker's taken. Let's say Darnold Allen's taken. They could still go Mason Rudolph, but I still have Josh Rosen on the board, and I'm going the number twelve pick, Josh Rosen. Yeah, that I mean that definitely works out for them if uh, if one of those quarterbacks falls. I I don't think that Mason Rudolph is worth the first round pick. I think it would have to be ro- either Rosen, Allen, Darnold, or even Baker. At that point. What do you got with the 13th pick? Uh, so for number 13, I have the Redskins taking Roquan Smith, the beast linebacker out of Georgia. You know, one thing that uh, the Redskins were missing on on defense was that replacement for Bake, for uh, Chris Baker. And I'm all about replacing players. And no, he, he, uh, Chris Baker has been on the team for over a year, but you can tell last season they were missing him. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Vita Vea. He's available at 13. You, you want to replace that guy in the middle yep. to plug it up. Go ahead. Might as well. Love Vita Vea. Uh, so for number 14, you know, the reason that Minka fell so far for me to 14 of the Packers is because when I really thought about it, I actually really like Minka as a fit for them because of his versatility. So that's where I have him going. Okay. I understand that. I'm going to go with, this is another, you know, the Packers, this is a Packer guy. I'm going to go with Mike Hughes from UCF. Oh, in the top 15. That's a, this a, he's a Packers guy. I looked at... I mean, Isaiah Oliver, Josh Jackson. I'm looking at all these guys. No, 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 no. None of those guys are a Packer guy. Mike, the man Hughes is. I can't wait to see where, where he goes. Yeah, it, where awesome. he goes, he's going to compete. Okay, yeah. Miles, let's see who you got, number 15. Yeah, so for number 15, uh, I've got Orlando Brown going to the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, nice 15. I mean, that's not a fall from grace still in the f- top half of the first round. I have the Cardinals going up and snatching Baker Mayfield at 15. All right, and I can't rem- I can't recall, but did one of us have Baker going to Arizona in our last mock draft? Because I feel like we've talked about this before. I had um, Mason Rudolph going. Okay, I'm not sure who you had, but I, had I think Mason. I had Baker going to Arizona because because I feel like I, I like I really like that pick because I, yeah. I I think it's a good fit for him uh, in that system. Um, honestly, did you see, did you hear by the way that Kirk Herbstreit came out and said that Baker Mayfield is the most pro ready quarterback in this draft? Oh, he is. He yeah. definitely is. And uh, wherever he goes, he's going to be a top. I mean, I could see Baker being the second quarterback off the board in a heartbeat. He proved it. Yeah, same here. Uh, okay, so for number sixteen, I didn't have any tight ends going in my first round last draft, but this time I have two tight ends going in the first round. And at this point, I think that the Ravens are going to go with Hayden Hurst, tight end out of South Carolina. Interesting. I just went ahead and went with the typical Ravens draft. They are in love with Alabama players, and who better to pair next to C.J. Mosey than Rashawn Evans Huge from Alabama. Yeah, that would be a big-time duo right there. I mean, even their coach came out and said they loved Alabama players. Yeah. Why not? Well, yeah, and and I was going to say maybe not just Alabama, but just SEC talent. Yeah. On the defensive side, in general, yeah. has just proven to be dominant in the NFL. And speaking of Rashawn Evans, I have Rashawn Evans going to the Chargers at number seventeen. Ooh, that'd be scary with Melvin out there. Yeah. That'd be pretty scary. At seventeen, um, I went. I went with Mason Rudolph. You know, this hurt me. This hurt every part of me. But 
I know that the Chargers and Philip Rivers are both on board. Philip Rivers came out and said it himself. He goes, it's inevitable that they draft a quarterback in this draft. Why would they not draft a quarterback in this position if Mason Rudolph is their guy? If he's the best quarterback available, why not draft him? So that's why I think they're just going to go ahead and call a spade a spade. They're drafting the best quarterback in their eyes at this position because they don't want another one to go by. I just think that they could wait to get him in the second round. I just don't see Mason Rudolph as a first-round quarterback. Maybe, maybe. But in let, anybody's let, eyes. Let's imagine. Let's, let's, let's go through this, okay? Let's say that um, the Bills don't get a quarterback at number 12 because their quarterback is taken off the board, right? I'm, I could definitely see the Bills taking him at 22, right? Um, let's say the Patriots. They're going through this whole Tom Brady drama. What if the Patriots grab him at number thirty-one? And how about and, the Patriots with two first-round picks? Yeah, and I don't really see—I don't really see Lamar Jackson as the heir apparent to Philip Rivers. So I think Mason's their guy, Luetta maybe. Um, Ferguson is too far removed, so it would be wild to see that many quarterbacks taken in the first round. But it's definitely a possibility. We could abs- we could absolutely see that play yeah, out. Definitely. So uh, who do you have the Seahawks taking? All right, Seattle. I've got them going with, uh, at this point, I think it would be, in my opinion, best on the board, Harold Landry out of Boston College on the defensive line. I I messed around with that a little bit too, um, that notion. And, I mean, they can go good with Harold, Harold Landry. I got them going Josh Jackson just to get their Sherman uh, replacement. I wasn't too sold on him on the combine, but I mean, yeah, he can balls. Like. Yeah, he struggled in the combine, but Josh Jackson is going to be just fine. He's going to have yeah. a great NFL career. Yeah, he, he can ball, especially put him with Pete Carroll, let him fine tune his technique problems. Yeah, I, I actually now that you say it, great fit for him in Seattle. Yeah, uh, playing on the defensive side of the ball. All right, uh, next pick is going to be very interesting: the Dallas Cowboys. I'm interested to hear your thoughts because everyone's saying, okay, now all of a sudden that they need a receiver. I don't think they're. I don't think they're going to go receiver in the first round, and I've still got Deron Payne on the board. They need help on the defensive side of the ball. They need help. Yeah. So I would hate with with so many good receivers that are going to be available in the second round. I would hate to see them take a receiver in the first round. But I, I only hear think there is one receiver with first round talent. There's only one receiver that, that you know, not not that can you know, will be a game changer. Ridley. He's the most precise route runner. Mm-hmm. He's got good hands and he's got speed. And I and actually now that you say that, I should probably correct myself. If Calvin Ridley is available at nineteen, that would be the only receiver that I would give them a pass on. Taking. And you know, so conveniently so on my on my board, I still he have Calvin available. Ridley available, and I have the Cowboys taking Calvin Ridley. Well done, Alvin Allen Hurts, Calvin, Calvin Ridley, Cole Beasley. Yeah, you know it's solid because Jason Witten. I think that the Cowboys system doesn't need a Des Bryant. They need balance. They need balance. They need precise route runners. Yes, because Des Bryant, he's not because you don't need a guy like Des Bryant to go out there and you throw it up. No, you have you have Zeke. Zeke is your throw it up. Bing, bing, bam, bam. You're handing off, handing off. Right. Now you need precision. Quick pass. Precision. Quick pass. Dak Prescott needs receivers who, when he does a bootleg and turns yeah. around, he knows where they're exactly going to be. Exactly where they're going to be. Not some guy who says just throw it up, man. I'll catch it. Yeah. Or complaining about not getting the ball. They, you know, I'm still 50-50 on that move as far as how they went about it. But you and I said it all year. Dez doesn't fit into that system. And no. you don't need him playing in that offense. All right. Uh, let, let's go to number 20 here, the Detroit Lions. I've got them taking an SEC defensive lineman, Taven Bryan, out of Bing! the University of Florida. I have them taking Taven Bryan nice. as well. I don't think there's any other player on this board that fits them better. Yep. All right, number 21, my Cincinnati Bengals. This is... 
partly because this is who I want them to take, I'm hoping that they go with Mike McGlinchey at another Dame on the offensive line. Wow. Wow. I have them going with Orlando Brown. I was, I was about to say, because you still have Orlando Brown He's on the still board. still available. Yeah. Um, with that being said, I'm going to go with my 22nd pick, and the Bills got their quarterback. Now they're going to protect them with Mike McGlinchey. Nice. Okay. Uh, in my draft, I had them taking Calvin Ridley at 12, so now get someone to throw the ball to him. Lamar Jackson. Wow. I think that they're going to stay far a hell away from running quarterbacks. Because of Tyrod? Tyrod. <laughs> they had Tyrod, or you could, EJ Manuel. Yeah, they're and, done. And EJ. Uh, but, but it's also like you said, that they don't really know what they have out of McCarron yet. Yeah. I still don't think that they're going to be afraid to take a quarterback in the first round. All right, uh, number 23, surprise, surprise, the New England Patriots go from no first-round pick to two first-round picks. Bing. I've got the Patriots going with Josh Jackson, cornerback out of Iowa. I, I, I think that that would be a, a really good fit for him. See, I was going to go DB there, um, but my Josh Jackson was already taken off, and no one else really scored high enough for me. Um, so I went with them replacing Soldier, and I got them drafting Isaiah Wynn. I like it. All right, number 24, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I think that... They're still looking for a big weapon on the offensive side of the ball, but they'll be able to get uh, one in the second round. I've got them uh, bulking up the D-line, Maurice Hurst, out of Michigan. And trust me, this guy is a beast. I am going to go with – this man's not going to – I don't think he's going to last to the 24th pick. Um, I don't care where he plays, and I'm going with Marcus Davenport. Why not? On the other side of the ball, you got you got Julius Peppers on one side. Why not just go ahead and put Davenport on the other? Yeah, and I think if I'm not mistaken, we both had Davenport going in the top 15 in our first draft, so we we know the talent is there for sure. Yeah. All right, number 25, the Tennessee Titans. I've got them going with my favorite receiver in the draft, DJ Moore out of Maryland. I have them going defense, and he's already taken off your board. I have Harold Landry. If Harold Landry is available at twenty-five, they, they need help at they need help at defensive end. I think they have maybe two good defensive linemen in general. Take Harold Landry. He's available. Bingo. Who you, got, who you have the Falcons taking? So the Falcons pick at number 26. And lo and behold, here is Marcus Davenport. Defensive end out of Texas San Antonio. Um, I'm going to go with a replacement for Claiborne here. I told you I'm all about replacements. And Maurice Hurst. All right. Good stuff. Uh, number 27, the New Orleans Saints. This one I had a little bit of fun with because uh, I think that the Saints are looking for offensive firepower, and I think that in, that a possible X factor for them and someone who has actually risen on a lot of boards, Mike Gesicki, the tight end out of Penn State. He provides. What's the, who's that guy? Where's he play? Uh, Penn State. Where do you have him going? In the first round. To who? The Saints. Who that? Them Saints? You gotta go there? <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just so shocked because I did the exact same thing. Did you really? Yeah, let me hear your, your reasoning behind Oh, wow. It. Hold on. I'm shocked. <laughs> okay, so maybe we're both in the, in the, on the same boat here, but let's, let's talk this out. Okay. So for me, when I really stopped to think about it, number one, like I said, wanted to have some fun with this pick, right? Yes. I think that the, that the Saints are at a point where they are ready to compete for a championship right freaking Yes. Now, all right? So why not in the first round go after a guy who is going to be your potential next Jimmy Graham? Yes. And it's Mike Gesicki. And, and not everyone has heard of Gesicki yet, but they will. If, you watch, if you're a football fan or your team's in the Big Ten, you watch this man. And he was the player, beside, outside of Barkley, but the offensive weapon in that offense. And... Fleener, he showed he's getting old. Yep. Fleener's not the answer. Why not? And Drew Brees has shown that he loves when he has a versatile tight end to throw to. Why not give the, get a man with good hands, good route runner, 
leaping ability. He's fast. He's the fastest freaking uh, tight end in the draft. And he's huge. He's big boy. Big, six four. A lot of size. Oh, my God. Uh, like you said, a lot of speed. He was uh, Trace McSorley's favorite target last yes. year. McSorley's going to miss him next year. Oh, yeah. Uh, big time. But, uh, wow. I'm really happy that we were both thinking the same thing. There. Yeah, was that our first uh, tandem pick that we had? Uh, I think. Yeah, it was. Taven Bryan was the other one. Oh Lions. yeah, it's, but that one was too, that was so obvious. Yeah, get Matt <laughs> Patricia a defensive toy. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, winding down here, number twenty-eight, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've got them going roll tide. Ronnie Harrison, safety out of Alabama. Did we go back to back? Now we going back, back to, to back. back. I, I, I just thought that Ronnie Harrison was just such a perfect fit. Yeah. Uh, he's a beast. Great safety, uh, and I just didn't think that there were enough Alabama players taking the first round. He's got Pittsburgh Steelers written all over him. Yeah, he does. All right, number 29, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think a great pick for the Jags is going to be Billy Price out of Ohio State and just anchor the middle of that offensive line. See, I went with I, – I would try to find a replacement for Paul Puzlowski, and, you know, that's a hard guy. You need an effort guy. You need someone with a good motor – and he's the, the 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 vocal leader of your team. So I went with Josie Joel from uh, I at linebacker. This replacement, and it just so happens they're both white. Like it has nothing to do with because they're two <laughs> white linebackers, but they are the anchors of their defense. They they are the captains of their defense. They are the vocal leaders. And that's another player whose stock has really risen here in the, the past couple. Of weeks, I was so. kind of upset that I took him in, in the first round, but crazier things have happened. All right, number 30, the Minnesota Vikings. I've got them going with Carlton Davis, the cornerback out of Auburn, who I think is a guaranteed first-round talent. It just might be later in the first round. I was going to go Carlton Davis here. Um, I've seen him get exposed too many times. That's just because I watch SEC football. So I went with someone I was a little less familiar with because he could have gotten exposed as well. But I'm going to go Isaiah Oliver. I like that pick. Uh, let's go ahead and go with uh, number 31, the New England Patriots. A guy who kind of jumped off the board for me, who wasn't really on my radar before, Leighton Vander Esch, inside linebacker out of Boise State. I already had the Patriots going with a cornerback, so why not two on the defensive side of the ball? Leighton would be a great pick here for me, but he's, I don't know if you were heard about the news, but a lot of teams have him, uh, have not cleared him medically. Um, so they're saying he could slip as late as late, as late in the second round. Um, I'm sure that's gonna not be not happen, and he might go late first round, early second. Because I mean, even look at Gregory; they didn't know what was going on with him. They drafted him; they yeah. took a shot. You look at Jalen Smith; they gave him a shot. It just depends know. on how highly the team perceives the talent. Um, so I'm gonna go with. There's something about Belichick, right? Belichick likes players who have talent, who have. Um, I'm, I'm struggling to find the words. Um, my God. Freaking! They have a high ceiling, um, and they also like players with NFL pedigree, uh, sons of players, sons of coaches. So I still, they, I still think they needed a corner, and um, they didn't have the strongest need at corner. So I didn't have them taking one earlier, but a couple picks later, I have them taking Anthony Everett. Nice. Who, uh, who did you have them taking at? Isaiah Wynn. Twenty three. Okay, good. I think if Isaiah if Isaiah Wynn if they don't take if they don't take a lineman at that position, it's because the lineman they want is gone. Let's go ahead and talk about uh, Brad, the number thirty two overall pick, because here's the situation that I see unfolding: the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be scary next year. Why? Because I think that they're going to have their pick of a running back here. They're going to have. I don't think a running back is going to be taken before pick thirty two. 
And that's a scary notion to think about. The fact that the Eagles are going to come back strong with a Super Bowl champion defense. A healthy Carson Wentz. And any running back any running they back want. they want. So, you can plug any of those big-time running backs in here. It's whoever they want and whoever thinks going to fit their system. For me, at this position, I've got them going with Darius Geis. And, okay, LSU. so I, my, I narrowed my down to two players because they got their Ajayi. Um, not the most versatile, versatile running back. They no, got, um, what's his name? Clemens, uh, that Clemens, who's there, out of the backfield running back. So, to me, that eliminated Jones. That eliminated... Um, my, my boy, Ronald Jones. They, that eliminated whatever his freaking name is. Um, Sony Michelle, that eliminated them, right? So, to me, it was really between two running backs. Um, maybe a third, depending on where you graded him. But my main two would be uh, Nick Chubb and Darius Geis. And then, I just look at who's on the field more. and who Who is less injury-prone. The best ability is availability. I'm going with Darius Geis. It's a scary notion to, to, to know that they honestly can have the pick of the litter. Yes. that You and I are on the same exact page here, not just with the pick, but with the fact that I overlooked this. I overlooked the fact that the Eagles are fine having the 32 pick because they don't have a lot of needs. Where is their need? A workhorse running back. Yeah. That's where Geis comes in. You give, uh, you know, you put him with your other committee of running backs, and Wentz has that... Uh, those guys to go to where the game doesn't have to be on his shoulders. Yeah, it's a scary. It's a scary thought. So, what are your um, what are your overall thoughts here? Uh, a week away from the draft, there will be way more trades than necessary. Players will fall. I think player with the the likeliest player, likeliest quarterback to fall will be Josh Rosen. Um, the likeliest qu- quarterback to go way higher than he should is Lamar Jackson. Um, the running back situation, I can actually see two running backs being drafted in the first round. Um, because I could see Tampa Bay trading down from seven to go to somewhere in the twenties to pick up another pick and picking up a guys. Right, and that is definitely a move that Tampa could make if whoever they're looking at gets taken. Yeah, because imagine imagine uh, Rosen still available at seven and Tampa Bay is on the clock. Um, if I'm Buffalo, I'm saying I'll trade you the twenty second pick and a second round pick and a uh, swap picks when we need, and you'd have our twenty second. Just give us the seventh. I wish that uh, I had the <clears throat> stat for a record for most trades in the first round, and but I don't even need to see it because I think that it'll be broken. It's going to be broken this year. It's going to be broken. There's, it will it, be. And there's so many teams on here like that you look at that really don't care about being in their position. Mm-hmm. Like you look at the 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 the, uh, the Bucks. The Bucks have so many needs that they can fill at seven. They can fill at twelve. They can fill at twenty two. They can fill at twenty seven. They want picks. They want young guys who are coming in hungry. Okay, so. If you have to pick one surprise of the draft, what would it be? I know it's on the spot. It could be surprise player falling, getting picked early, a player, I don't know, anything. What would be your surprise draft? Uh, I mean, just this might be an easy out, but I think that Mike Kosicki going in the first round is going to be a big surprise to a lot of people. Okay. Um, so I, I think that that is uh, very unexpected. I think that we could see... Calvin Ridley be the only receiver taken in the first round. You know, I'm I'm big on DJ Moore, but I've seen a lot of these receivers being clumped together in the second round. Yep. Um, we could also not see a running back taken in the first round at all. The Eagles could go with the uh, with the strength on the could offensive you line. Imagine if there's no running back taken. If no running back is taken in the first round, Tampa Bay's trading up as far as fast as they can. Like, trade, 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 trade up. <laughs> yeah. Get a running back. <laughs> right. Uh, I'll go with my surprise. Um, I've been I've been uh pondering this one for a little bit here. Um. Easily, without the injuries, is a top 10 talent. 
I am going to make a bold prediction here, Miles, and it will be the craziest move I've seen from an Alabama player. Bold prediction. Sean Dion Hamilton gets drafted in the first round. Coming off of a knee injury one year, another knee injury two years ago, he's coming off the injury, but he is a top 10 talent. And if Jalen Smith gets the chance, who literally blew his knee out the worst time, nerve damage, Sean Dion Hamilton is working out. You know, he could have played in the end of the season, but he decided not to to save for the draft. I see him going drafted in the first round. It's my biggest move of the draft. I like a bold prediction. Let me ask you this. Are the Cleveland Browns going to get better or worse? Through the draft? Through the draft. They're going to get way better. Maybe I'm just asking, are they going to blow this? No, their new GM is all business, dude. I don't think they're going to blow it either. I think they're, I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. I told you that stat that well, I think teams averaged two wins after their win this season, and I think the most has been four. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't want to get into that argument again, but <laughs> good stuff, man. Well, guys, uh, we will be recording live on Facebook Live on Saturday at 5.30 p.m. from Thomas Ribshack in Tuscaloosa, Alabama after A-Day. We'll just- Where are we going? Alabama roll tide. We'll be talking about Tuscaloosa. the uh, <laughs> we'll be talking about the quarterback battle. We'll be giving you an SEC showdown preview, and we'll be giving you our conference winners of the college football power five. So basically, if you love college football and you love hearing us talk about college football, make sure you tune into that. Make one. you tune in. I want to thank everybody from the podcast movement for all the likes and follows today and the shout outs. It was a blessing and a curse because I have to go back and make sure I show all you guys love. But thank you so much. Uh, be sure to download our podcast at Best the House on uh, Twitter. You can email us questions at besthouse at gmail.com. Miles, any closing words? Uh, I'll see everybody in T-Town. See everybody in T-Town. Roll Tide.